will never forget the sight of just complete whiteout in front of me. And I'm like, what am I doing here? Yeah. That That is what we call the wall of f- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I got home. <laughs> <laughs> Tech Hockey Guide presents the Chasing McNaughton Podcast, covering the Michigan Tech Huskies and the CCHA with your host, Tim Brown, Rob Gilreath, Dustin Lindstrom, and Matt Cavender. Uh, Welcome to episode eight of season five of the Chasing McNaughton Podcast, presented by Tech Hockey Guide and recorded from the state of hockey. I'm Tim Brown, your host, and I'm joined this week by Dustin Lindstrom. And Rob Gillery. Hey, guys. I think Matt's taking a week off because he's got a little extra on his plate for editing this week. Um, and he'll be doing our liner notes this week. So he took the week off. Uh, this week, as we prepare for Mankato East, I, I mean, Wisconsin, we reached out to Todd Maluski from the Wisconsin State Journal to discuss all the changes in Madison. And we'll also talk about MTU series with Alaska and other action involving the CCHA from last weekend. Uh, thanks for joining us, Todd. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's nice to have you on again. I guess it was uh what two years ago when Tech yeah. went down to Madison and and had a good time. Um I only got to watch part of those games because the Brewers were in the playoffs and I got tickets to those games. So I slept in Madison both nights, but I drove to the baseball games both days, managed to watch the third period in person Friday. And then the Saturday game, because it was earlier and the baseball game took a little longer. I don't think I got to watch any of that in person. So when the Brewers were still playing into mid-October. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think I may have watched their last game or no. I think they lost both of those and then one and then lost game three in Atlanta. So not great, but uh, it was kind of cool to go uh, and see the Brewers in the playoffs. I know I really wanted to do that after having tickets to pretty much every home game in their run was that 2018 mm-hmm. with the uh, against the Diamondbacks and the uh, Dodgers but I was stuck somewhere for work for that one so I pretty much uh, told my boss that I wasn't missing it this time so all right uh, let's do the thank you notes plus a brief note from our sponsors we'll be right back with Todd Malusi. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Are you in the market for insurance? Have your rates for home, auto, boat, or more been increasing way beyond inflation? If so, maybe it's time you spoke with Aaron Piedela and the team at Arcadia Insurance Group, serving Michigan, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, and more. Who better to serve you than a former Michigan Tech player? For more information, call 866-511-1069 or go to arcadiaagency.com. We fund everything a Tech Hockey Guide from listeners like you. 
You can show your support by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash techhockeyguide. Whether you're interested in question priority, access to patron-only Zoom chats with coaches and players, instat deep dives, extended versions of the podcast, unedited video or audio, early access, or commercial-free listening, there's a level for you. We also now have 15% discounts off annual memberships with tiers ranging from $2 to $50 per month. Again, sign up at patreon.com slash techhockeyguide. All right, welcome back. Todd, uh, what's new in Madison other than all the Mankato imports? Everything's new in Madison almost. <laughs> um, well, I, I, I should say that. I say that, but then again, you know, the, the crowd size is the same as for at least for the, the first weekend of the season. Have they opened up the upper bowl yet or is it still closed this year? No, yeah, they're they're just selling the first two bowls and there's first two levels and and really I don't, other than the fact that there are suites on the second level, they don't need that one either yet. Um, sure. But uh, yeah, they still have that one open, but they do a promotion every game where uh, two, they pick two fans and Im- improve their seat location or whatever, move them into better seats. And I was joking with the guy sitting next to me. They could move everyone into better seats yeah. so, <laughs> on the lower level open, but. Are, are but yeah, they, it is the, the, is a lot new with coaching staff and and huge turnover in in uh, personnel. Uh, Twelve of twenty six players are new this year, so um, yeah, a lot, lot new to get used to around here. Well, it's, is, is it's the crease creature situation still uh, down, or how was that the first weekend? Yeah, I mean, judging at least from those two games, and which was you know not great uh, of of a weekend to try and judge on because. Saturday Sunday series the Saturday was a night of a football game the band wasn't even there um the Sunday you know it's a football Sunday it's a five o'clock start um so maybe not the the best judge uh or the best uh indication there but yeah it was it was still pretty small um I know they're trying to build that back they gave away a lot of tickets trying to uh bring students in with a like <laughs> preseason you know shootout we'll give you pizza and just show up and meet the team and that kind of stuff. And yeah, <laughs> sure. a decent turnout it looked like, but um, we'll see if any of those people actually use those free tickets. Yeah, it's it's amazing how much that's changed from from the heyday of you know, like Friday Saturday packages and you only got one and mm-hmm. and the fighting and and how full that section used to be. I know I, I'm sure we talked about this last time, but. And and I know I've had some disagreements with people on Twitter about it, but I have never been more intimidated in my life than the heyday of the Crease Creatures and that Civ chant at the Cole Center when that place is rocking. And or it the just hasn't chant been the same. You. <laughs> well, yeah, that or uh, Atkins Diet and uh, whatever. Uh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> all the all the stuff directed at me all those years that was fine, but that 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 Civ chant. Like the way that thing echoes in there when that place is rocking was was something else, and it's pretty sad that that's gone in one respect. Well, and I've been saying for years that they really ought to just let the students in for free and give them free pizza and and let them provide some energy. I mean that yeah. that's really what that building is needing, sorely needing is is some some buzz and uh, you know get students in, you know make it a contest or for whoever whatever you know, dorm can bring in the most people. I know they do that at Notre Dame where you check in and uh, there's a 
like a season long running total of and Notre Dame. It's like one point to Gryffindor and all that yeah, stuff. Down there. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's, it's just make it fun like that, make it an event. And that, that's something we haven't seen in, in yeah. a long time. And what's the yeah. worst that's going to happen? You have to make them pay for it after a few years if it gets popular again. Right. Then, yeah, exactly. Give them, give them some, give them something to do. I mean, when we were down there a few years ago, it was only like three or four rows of crease creatures, not, you know, three full Three tears. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It was, it was sad. I'm guessing I wouldn't get yelled at for standing in the crease creature section like I did back in even, like oh nobody would even notice a yellow jersey <laughs> one tear up. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Um, so what are your impressions so far of Coach Hastings and the staff he brought over from from uh Mankato? Well, it feels like they're they're asking a lot different things than the old coaching staff did. And, you know, that's that's not necessarily a value judgment of better or worse or, or harder or whatever. It's just different. And that's a uh, a challenge, I mean, to some of the, the returning players, especially the ones that have been around three or four years, um, you know, used to one way of doing things. And all of a sudden, here comes someone, you know, changing everything up on you. And, um, you know, you could say, well, they everyone has an easy out now. You know that there's that transfer portal. If you if you really don't want to be part of something new, you, you can go on your own terms and be part of something new somewhere else, I guess. But, um, and there were some of those players that, you know, that either were uh, told they weren't going to have real good chances of being on the team, or were pretty much told, look, find somewhere else. Um, it's that's part of the world now, but um, the the ones that have come back, I see, I, it seems like I've adjusted fairly well to what's a more um, defensively strict uh, philosophy, I think is a good way of saying it um, than what the, the team had been in the past where um, you're going to be held accountable for what you do in the defensive zone and, and whether you do it. So, um, that's my initial impressions, you know, still a pretty good amount of talent on the team. Um, and there's, you know, should be opportunities for them to win some games this season. Yeah. And it seemed like, it seems like right now it has been a nice, um, ramp up for Hastings to have played, you know, a first year program in Augustana, right. To kick off the season at home and then go participate in the icebreaker where you play Bemidji state that, really probably at this time of year isn't a huge offensive threat and is trying to play their sound defense yet somehow allowed what 40 some shots or 50 some shots 60, I think 61 I think was it 61 yeah um and then and then a much more challenging game the second night with uh going to North Dakota and and that was really uh, you know a little different for them compared to the first three games I would say in some respects I mean Bemidji really hung with them for a long time and in spite of the the shot differential uh, I didn't watch a whole lot of that game until Michigan Tech's game was over but what were your thoughts on uh, like I didn't get a chance to watch the goals or any of that to see how you know if they were defensive breakdowns bad goaltending or what because Bemidji I think only had like 20 some shots but scored three or four right yeah there were a couple spots where it was it the the d breakdown ended up in the back of the net and i think that was um the the word discipline has come up a lot in the the first few weeks of the season here from mike hastings and 
on two fronts. One uh, being the discipline of, you know, knowing your assignments, knowing what you should be doing in the, in the D zone, but also discipline of, you know, not taking bad penalties. They've, they've had problems with both of those. Uh, even though we're only four games in, it's a small sample size, but I mean, that's, um, the, 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 those are things they want to cut out as quickly as they can, because those will be real bad as the season goes on. If they keep doing that, um, they've, their power play was pretty inefficient the first weekend, I think over 11 against Augustana, but they scored, uh, to tie the game in the third period, uh, against Bemidji. And that was, uh, a pretty welcome sight for them to get some success on that. But, uh, that's been it so far. There's that one goal on the power play through four games. And, uh, I, I, I feel like they, they know they need to be better than that. Um, going, going down the road here, because you're, if you're, you're underwater, I mean, basically they, then they gave up a shorthand goal against North Dakota. So they're even, you know, through, through four <laughs> games on, on, on their own power play. Uh, yeah. I'm sure Hastings isn't exactly happy with the idea of having 22 penalty kill opportunities in in four games. That doesn't sound like a, a Hastings led team that, at all. Right. That's not the style he, he wants to play, but there there's, there's players that have, um, you, you know, uh, you know, put themselves in positions to be be called for those penalties, and that that's the kind of things they they are really trying to rose. You know, some penalties you're going to take. You're in a bad, yeah. you know, you get in in a position you got to take a penalty. Yeah, that's going to happen. But it's those ones that are just needless. You know, uh, reaching out a stick and holding on the wall, those kind of things that they they really need to root out before it gets too uh, get too long here. Uh, what what were your impressions of the the North Dakota game? I know you said they gave up a shorty, but yeah, so I only saw the second and third periods of it because I was uh, it was during the Badger football game that I was helping cover. So uh, hopped on to the uh, to the broadcast at, at the end of the first period. But I, you know, I didn't feel like they were out of place in that game, which I think is you know it isn't exactly a ringing endorsement, but it's a uh, I think it's a step up from where the Badgers were against ranked teams at this point last season. And the season before where, you know, they play the team like, uh, you know, St. Cloud State, and they just didn't feel like they were, you know, they, they really had a great chance of, of winning those, even though they were, you know, some of those games were closer in score. It just never really felt like they were a team that was threatening there. And uh, the Badgers uh, hit the post four times against North Dakota. So they, you know, they were challenging. They were, they were right there with them. Uh, goaltending was pretty decent. Um uh, one of the goals was, uh, you know, a, a play where two defensemen went to the went to one player and left a, a guy open in front. Um, so that was one. I that, that was the second goal uh, in the second period, and that was, you know, not a not a great look. And then the shorthanded one was a guy got uh, beaten on the on the wall and then created a two on one down low, and they scored on that. And so it's, um, you know, stuff that I'm. I'm sure they'd say is, is fixable. And so they're, they would look optimistically toward that, but um, yeah, I, I didn't feel like they were, they were outclassed or anything like that. So uh, that, that to me was a sign that, you know, there's some, some rough edges to, to fix here, but um, there's, there's some, some potential down the road. Okay. And the, and, and some of the guys that came over with Hastings from Minnesota state, what are your thoughts on Celia? He's wearing a, a letter, right? Yeah. He's, he's done a, yeah. I mean, I, to, to me, the, the, the first line chart of the year with Celia in at first line center and Fitzgerald second line center told me, you know, that he's going with who he trusts and who he knows, you know, he brought in to do 
those kind of jobs because it, you know they the brewers or the brewers <laughs> get mixing my my seasons here yep. the batters were not incredibly deep at at center last year and that was something they had to to shore up um and i feel like they did that with Celia and, and Fitzgerald coming in Joining uh, Charlie Stramel, who they now, you know, first round pick now playing third line center is, you know, maybe a bit of a, a wake up call. I, I don't know uh, how exactly it's been received, but um, you know, that that to me was a sign that, you know, the, these are the guys that know what's what's what in in how Hastings wants to play it. And and they're being, being given those minutes to to show it. And so, um, you know, I, I, I thought they've they've been a. Uh, uh, a, a pretty good um, force for them so far up front. Um, and um, Simon Tassi is the third one that came from Mankato. He's, he's been a, you know, he's moved around a little bit on the lines, gotten a little bit of power play time, um, scored that power play goal uh, against Bemidji to tie that game. And so that I, I think there's a, uh, he, he, those are the three guys I've been, I've been looking at pretty hard when I can, because that's, I, I want to see if if they're the ones that are going to pull help pull things along to where Hastings want them wants them knowing with because they know a little bit more have a little bit more time with them. Um, and then you've also got Carson Bantle in I think his last year now, right? Um, on his third coach in his career. Yeah. Um, could he have one more? He could have a COVID year. He could. I, I don't yeah. recall if he does or not, but he might. What are your thoughts? I see he's playing mainly fourth line. That that, yeah. I would have never guessed that he would be a fourth liner back when he committed to Michigan Tech. That, yeah, uh, he's his his journey has been a pretty uh, not exactly a straight line from from where he started his collegiate career. Obviously, then transferring and and uh, you know tr- playing a, a bunch of different roles uh, in the in the forward lineup with the Badgers, but um, he's a uh, he's going to stick it out. I mean, that's, that's the thing about him is that he's, there's, there's not a lot of quit in him. I mean, he, sometimes he's, he's not a, you know, the smoothest of, of players out there. It's uh, a little bit more on the, you know, crash and bang side of things, but um, he, he gives you a fair effort. And I think that you got to respect that. That's why he gets out there at fourth line, kind of some of those times which they just need some, uh, and it asks their players for some energy. Ask them to to go make something happen. He they, he's you know kind of that kind of guy, and, and um, uh, I I think we'll see if it'll kind of continue that way through the season, or if he gets chances on some higher lines, or if he you know doesn't keep his spot in the lineup. I think it could go either way, where uh, they've got some guys they they like to see. Um, Tyson Dick a, a transfer from. Uh, UMass hasn't played yet. Um, and, and so maybe, you know, that there's that, you know, you just got to keep doing things to stay in the lineup uh, factor for him. Yeah. Uh, so what, what what can we expect to see uh, from Wisconsin this weekend in, in, uh, in Houghton for the first time since, what, 2011, I think I yeah, heard on the show yeah, today? It's been a long time. It's um, been that long? Jeez. Yeah, I mean, there were a couple of those series that were – you know, tech series, but in green Bay, I think there was, was there one of those still in between here and there? I'm not sure. Um, Northern, but I don't know. If I don't think we did that. I don't that think we, tech's since... not done one. Yeah. Oh, no. It's been Northern that's done that. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think the, the, the last time tech did that, Jamie Russell was still coach. So okay. that was a long time ago. Yes. It was before I moved down here. I've never it watched was, tech in the rush. So I think it was like 2007 and it was yeah. ugly. <laughs> no, but it's, um, I think it's a Wisconsin team. That's a little bit more, uh, a little more physical than, than has been in the past few years, uh, willing to, to finish checks. Um, but some decent to high end talent, uh, offensively, uh, guys like, you know, extremely mentioned Cruz Lucius, uh, scored a couple of goals, uh, against Bemidji scored the overtime goal, uh, last Friday. Uh, they're really high on, uh, William Whitelaw, freshman, uh, who put up some pretty good numbers in the USHL last year. Um, he's a kind of just a, a ball of energy. Um, so he'll, he'll go out there and, and you know, make himself known uh, on the back end. It's, it's a little bit of a, um, we're, we're still trying to figure that out. There are some, there are players there that um, I, I, I think are, are pretty, pretty good in their own zone, but it, they, they want them to be able to, to get the puck out and get, get the puck up. Uh, these are not, uh, real uh, big threats offensively on defense for the Badgers. Um, but they've got to be better at at puck moving out of their own zone, getting the puck up to the the, the primary, to the secondary, to the you know the next level and out. Oh, well, we uh, understand that a lot. Yeah, so far. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that was one of the <laughs> biggest problems this weekend. I thought. Yeah, so you don't spend as much time in your uh, in your own end as as other teams want you to, but. Um, so that, that's a work in progress. Uh, goalie was, you know, a big question mark coming into the season, uh, entering the, the first weekend, uh, Hastings said he, no one had really stepped up to, to take over the number one job. Uh, and so Kyle McClellan, who's in his second year here after he was at, uh, Mercyhurst for a couple of seasons, uh, he got the first start and he, he got a shout out the first game and got a shout out the second game. So Hastings is kind of like, well, we got to go with him now. Um, they have a, a freshman. They they've been really high on his work ethic, William Grama, um, and I think it's a matter of time before he gets a start. Maybe it's this weekend. I I don't know that for sure. We we don't get to talk to Hastings until Tuesdays here, um, and so I I, I think there's a uh, uh, there's going to be a point where where he'll get a, a chance, but uh, McClellan seems to be the guy so far in goal, um, and he's. I mean, last year was not great for him. He he was he had some stretches where he was pretty good, but couldn't do it consistently. Uh, kind of as the the fill in for Jared Moe when things got rough for him. Um, but there were um, there were some times when it just it just didn't go for him, and the numbers showed it. He was under nine hundred and save percentage, and goals against was up there. So um, they needed they needed a, a goalie to have a good season this year and you know if it's mcclellan all the all the better for him uh to be able to kind of you know advance his career a little bit and then um on a little separate topic have you heard anything about uh, like what hastings plans to do with non-conference stuff going forward or any plans for more games with tech or anything like that so I, I asked last week in the context of them playing North Dakota for the first time in five years, which, you know, thinking about Wisconsin and North Dakota, that, that going five years between games is <laughs> crazy. It seems the, wrong, doesn't it? Given the big game. Yeah. The, the big games that they've played over the years and the, you know, the, the brawls and all that, just 
but you understand it from North Dakota side. They've got, you know, how, how many dozen teams lining up to try and play them in non-conference because they know they'll they'll either be be part of a big crowd in their building or they'll, you know, bring some of a crowd to uh, uh on the road with them. But um I, I get the feeling that yes, he's trying to get some of the old WCHA teams on the schedule. They've got a trip to Denver in a future year. Um, and there's a, that's really the only one that I think is, is solid so far. Um, but I, so I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if, if in a couple of years we're, we're kind of seeing a rotation of a few of these teams, old WCHA teams in there, but, um, like this year, the non-conference schedule for Wisconsin was made up well before Hastings and, and his crew came in. Um, yeah. yeah. I'd imagine so, that's the case for the next couple of years too, right? Yeah. <laughs> at least a little bit of it there. They've got the, the, um, the holiday tournament in Milwaukee locked in for a while now. Um, um, what else? They've got a series back at Linden, Lindenwood in a couple of seasons. Um, and so there's kind of those openings of, you know, filling the gap with, uh, I don't think you want to play uh, a, a non-conference schedule. That's all ranked teams, <laughs> <laughs> but all on the other end, you don't want to go Penn state with it either. And then play all know, Atlantic hockey, games of yeah. all Atlantic hockey opponents. Right. Um, I think the, the perfect world is you have a, a balance somewhere in there, and especially when you're trying to, to bring people in and get them excited about coming to games. I feel like that's easier when it's a team like uh, Michigan tech uh, in North Dakota, you know, uh, Duluth, these, these schools that people hear that the old fans that with more experience know and recognize as, as hockey schools. And um, so I, yeah, I'm hoping that that's some of the way that they go. Rob, you got anything? I'm just excited to go see a game in person this weekend. And I'm hoping <laughs> that uh, it's not as disappointing as, as this weekend was. <laughs> yeah. It, you know, the only good thing about the results this weekend for me, I think, is tempering my expectations for our trip this weekend. Sure. Where yeah. I don't uh, like ah. I might be frustrated if they don't do well, but I don't think I'm going to be nearly as upset as I would be if they had like swept Alaska and then lay an egg. I've given up on being upset at tech hockey disappointing me over the last, you know, nearly 40 years. So yeah, yeah. I take no, everything I, with a ray of sunshine up my butt instead of yeah. the other way around. <laughs> I think that uh, that Austin Swinkler news kind of uh, uh, tinted our glasses a little too much there for at least a couple weeks. And I think you, the, the biggest thing for tech right now is it's such a young class of people coming in right now that there's going to need time to gel. They'll be fine. But, well, and I, I, you know, I said it a lot on the discord that I think you avoided on Saturday. I was, um, the stream was so far delayed that <laughs> I was in the same boat as old dog was. Yeah. Where, where yours was just bad. I took my watch off even because my like, mom and dad were texting shit that was going on. I'm like, I don't want to know yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just frustrating because I, I, I think the biggest problem tech is feeling right now is you have one veteran defenseman. They did. Yeah. I, the, as much as, I think in the long run it will work out getting Matt Campbell and um, Lachlan Getz, who somehow as in his third game ever was the Little Tyke's favorite player, which I thought was awesome. Did you hear yeah. that on the show today? <laughs> yeah, I caught it during the pregame too, where like the first home game of the year and the kid skates out with the team and gets to be there for the anthem and everything, and they announce his favorite player who just transferred here and is in like his second game ever. And it was like the cutest thing ever that the second grader 
It's like he must have just liked the way the kid's name sounded and was like, I'm going to Lachlan Getz is my favorite player. It was kind of cute. But like the one in the short term, it feels like a mistake to have not brought in a fourth year transfer defenseman that's got more experience on the blue line. You brought in two guys that have one year of college, but I don't think either of them played more than a couple games. I think the the Lachlan Getz, I don't think, played any games for Quinnipiac last year. No, I don't believe so. Yeah. And then uh, Campbell played a couple, if at all, for BU. And like, and then you add in Nick Williams, who's a freshman, and Chase Pietola, who's a freshman. And you're talking about four defensemen who have like zero D1 game experience. And you're asking them to run the show. Now, Nick Williams didn't play much Saturday. And they leaned a lot more on Casper uh, Varadio. Vajaratio. Vajaratio. Yeah. And then uh, um, Evan Orr, right? He was the other one. Yep. Um, yep. And I think Evan Orr did a really good job of stabilizing things and being a more sound defenseman. And it just felt like the other four have really struggled with, like understanding how much less time they have at this level to make a decision than they did last year or the year before. Um, and, and you could see that with, with how that all went. Um, but yeah, it's, it's going to be a very fun series. I think um, it'll be kind of interesting to have Hastings back in the building so soon after leaving Mankato and, and how the season ended last year for Michigan tech in, in Mankato with our, Lovely the roller coasteriest of roller coaster games I've ever roller coastered on. Yeah. yeah, that game was nuts. Yeah, and it was fun to be at. Fibke Dental is a general dentistry practice located in downtown Rhinelander, Wisconsin, home of the Hodag. Look online at fibkedental.com or find them on Facebook. They do pain-free dentistry for kids, adults, people that went to great schools and people that ended up at Northern Michigan. Stop in and say hi between 8 and 5 and tell them THG sent you. That is F-I-E-B-K-E dental.com. Do you work in manufacturing, product design, or product development? Is your business trying to improve efficiency while also producing at scale? Livonia Technical Services can help. They provide world-class quality improvement training and consulting for failure modes and effect analysis, product development, and cost reduction. All things that could help Northern Michigan assemble a competent defense. If you think your business could use a prevention mindset and reduce manufacturing costs, a partnership with Livonia Technical Services might be right for you. Check them out at livoniatech.net. That's L-I-V-O-N-I-A tech.net. Do you get a chance to like interact with Todd Connaught and the rest of the staff at all, or is it just hearing from Hastings? Yeah, uh, just, you know, kind of informally. Uh, you know, chatting here and there. Um, I, they all seem like really good, good people. Uh, Todd Kanat is one of the, you know, most, I think most well-respected uh, assistant coaches in, in college hockey. And, and I, I can see why from having interacted with him just a few times. Um, it's a guy that cares and a guy that knows an awful lot. And that's a pretty good, uh combination and he expects a lot he's he's i mean seems pretty uh like the kind of person you you'd want to be out there working for um because he's just seems like he 
gives off good vibes and you know so you can imagine how there'd be a good relationship there as as a player and assistant coach no i definitely agree i know i've talked to him a few times at the um nahl showcase here up in blaine near my house and and it's always nice to get a chance to talk to him and i know i chatted with him quite a bit after they had hired joe because i got a chance to talk to like four or five of the different people who were candidates and and he's always come off as a nice guy and and not afraid to to chat with me for for being you know kind of a nobody um especially from his perspective um but he was you know completely up for talking about it and telling me what's you know what went down on his side and and i think it helps that i like um uh like cam ellsworth was there i think and and he had worked with cam um i think at sioux city before moving on to mankato and uh yeah he's he's a great guy and and you can tell how much he cares from how he interacts with people from what i've seen so yeah i think that that speaks volumes for him and and i know uh mankato's fans were probably pretty frustrated to see him go and but as rob said like maybe they haven't fallen quite as far as we all thought they would doesn't seem like it i would not have expected to i watched uh i watched the end of the the second game on Saturday night while well, getting dinner and, uh, you know, man, St. Cloud state pulled the goalie with like six minutes to go. That's the only reason why St. Cloud state had any goals in that game. <laughs> so, uh, it was, uh, it seemed like they, they, they pretty much handily took care of them, uh, on Saturday night. And then it was an OT win, I think on Friday, but yeah, maybe, maybe everybody dropping them down so far is, uh, not the correct, uh, the correct answer this year. Yeah, we'll maybe, it's, it maybe it's kind of in it, it's obviously different because it's a new coach and all that stuff. But maybe it's very similar to how things felt for Michigan Tech last year for how how Joe and everybody else kind of talked about it being a down year for Tech. And then they just kept winning. Yeah. <laughs> and that, <laughs> and they just kept saying, yeah, yeah they chip on it. their shoulder. And, and the guys who, you know, and I can definitely see that from the guys that stayed feeling like hey we can we can do this we don't need Celia we don't need Fitzgerald we can we've got the culture we can do this you know we've got a new coach he's a good coach we can step up and show them that we are we're still the bosses till somebody knocks us down right so it'll be interesting to see what comes of that and I, I know Luke Strand pretty well we go back to he was a assistant coach at St. Norbert when I was coaching them back in my Green Bay Press Gazette days long long time ago but um he's someone that i mean players love playing for that guy i mean he and i don't know exactly what it is he brings out of people but he he is able to get a lot out of players so um yeah it's it and and a winning culture just doesn't disappear with a couple of guys and a coach if those players are used to winning and know what it takes to be there the ones that are are back that's mm-hmm. still is contagious in that room. And and so I think there, yeah, maybe there, there isn't the, uh, the NCAA level where they're, you know, a, a top eight kind of team or a top 12 kind of team, but I don't, I think it'd, it'd be wrong to rule them out from those kind of conversations just because there's a new coach in there and, and the, the different cast, you still have to account for a lot of the players there that do have the experience of winning. Yeah. Especially when you contrast that with, um, you know, obviously preseason polls only mean so much, especially when 
coaches and, and media voted before the Swinkler news and before the, the investigation issues at, at Bowling Green, who were picked third. But, like, Northern hasn't looked great so far. Michigan Tech has not looked great so far. Um, you know, we'll talk about it maybe a little later, but on the Joe show or whatever we call it now, um, uh, Jordy Murray talked a lot about how a lot of what's going on is coachable mistakes and it's youth and it's inexperience. It's not necessarily a lack of skill or a lack of effort. It's just a lack of execution and concentration. And those things can be taught and worked on over time. And I completely agree with that. It's a little frustrating to feel like Michigan Tech seems to do this a lot where they struggle early sometimes. Sometimes we still find a way to win those games, but we don't necessarily look good in October. Um, but, and then Pietla has not played quite as well as he did last year to to save them uh, when they needed it so far this year anyway. Um, it's, it's hard to tell things from October though, really. I mean, it's like, it you, is, you want it's to so important for Paraguay. It, yeah. It's, you want to draw conclusions out of it, right? You want to, you've waited so long to know what's, what's going to happen with this team. And, but then it's like, is this really a fair look at, at any team really when it's playing its first games and guys are just getting used to uh new teammates and everything. So yeah, I, I get that, but it's like, I don't really want to read too much into anything that happens the first month of the, month of the season, unless yeah. you go on eight or something like that. And you dig yourself such a big hole that it's going to be almost impossible to get out of. Yeah, no, it's, it's very true. It's hard to, it's, it's, it, it does suck from one perspective that pairwise puts so much on these games because the other thing is like, um, like we talked about, like, I'd love to see more of Max Vernon, but it's really hard to play your backup goalie in games that mean so much in the pairwise, but then it's also, if you're trying to win the McNaughton cup, then when do you play your backup goalie <laughs> when everything is so amped up? And, and maybe that is the, the half benefit of, you know, playing, um, you know, a lower level team, you know, playing some Atlantic hockey games. So you have more opportunities for that stuff. Um, or, you know, using that exhibition game in a certain way, when you play it whenever you choose to do it but it's it's uh you know part of so much of of uh making the tournament beyond just being good most of the year is winning these non-conference games because they they make such a huge difference at the end you know it's a lot easier to survive you know going three and one against ferris state when you get four chances but you, yep. we don't, you know, well, we luck out that we get another chance against Alaska, maybe when yeah. we're more refined in December, but it's still not a good look to, to be oh one and two, you know, two weeks into the season. So compared to Wisconsin, you know, but obviously I think UMD and uh, Alaska are probably a little tougher than your first two opponents anyway. Maybe I, not I, uh, I North Dakota, that, yeah. but right. uh, yeah. But these next two weekends for Tech are huge between, you know, the opportunity to play a Big Ten team and uh, get some wins, hopefully at home, uh, and then going to uh, upstate New York for Halloween weekend, right? Yep. So I'll be on the East Coast, but not that part. <laughs> um, anything else you wanted to talk about, Todd? Um, how much I wish I was coming to Houghton this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the the uh the uh, 
bosses aren't going to spring for that. So uh, <laughs> that should be a good weekend. Mohawk. Colors are pretty decent right now. It's right, that, and that's, to come on up. This is the uh, time of the year you want to be able to make that drive from right. Yeah. <laughs> not not when yeah, it's not, not February. Yeah, <laughs> you don't want to. Yeah, we'll never forget the sight of just complete whiteout in front of me, and I'm like, what am I doing here? Yeah. That that is what we call the wall of fuck. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I call home. <laughs> yeah, I I I'm if, if I'm happy to make hours, this trip. You'll get a few hours of driving in hyperspace on the way to Houghton. I mean, all here. Are you really doing it right? All right. (laughs) Yeah. No, I, um, this will be the first time, um, the girlfriend's kids get to go to Houghton or the state of Michigan at all. So that'll be kind of cool. I hope, hopefully, uh, we can find some activities to keep them happy outside of, uh, hockey. I know, uh, her son isn't all that interested in going to the games at all, but he's only six. So make some sense we'll see if i get them all to one game but i don't think uh my daughter or her son are gonna go to both so try and find some activities to do and keep it interesting and you know we were talking about going up to brockway but it's like that's two more hours of them in the car after driving six hours up there from minneapolis so it's tough to to do that even though i think it'd be really cool if we got up there um yeah you don't have to go that far though for your first go at it i mean you just gotta go to Go to you know Quincy, the mine hoist. That stuff's neat. Down the, go down the tramway, get yeah. in the mine. That's kind of neat for the kids. Well, uh, um, it's like a two and a half hour tour, so I don't think we're doing that either. Is it actually that long? It's been yeah. a long time since I've done it. <laughs> At least not this year. Um, sure. I think we're actually I think we're actually going to take your dad's advice and probably do Hungarian Falls. Yeah, which sounds like a beautiful time to check that out. It will be, yeah. Um, and then depending on how other things go, I think we might drive out to uh, Breakers just to see uh, Lake Mich or Lake Superior. Um, out there for sunset. Just check Always that out. Idea. Yeah, if we can try and do that. I don't know if we'd be able to. Maybe we can do that Thursday night then, depending on when we get there and what time that actually happens. Yeah, um, around like I don't know five thirty ish probably. Let's see. I don't know if we'll be there by then. Then we'll have to see. Um. I know the trip there, we're going to be stopping many times between Toby's and getting lunch in Duluth. And, um, the sunset's still seven. You got plenty of time. Okay. Maybe we'll try and do that Thursday night then. It's like, um, because Friday and Saturday we'll be at hockey during that time. At least I will. They might not be, but sure. (laughs) (laughs) Um, might stop at the, uh, Great Lakes observation deck in near ashland there to just take a break and stretch our legs out and take a look over um the bay um and then i don't know we were trying to find like a farm to do stuff but obviously there aren't a ton of farms in the western up um there are a couple up in houghton but the one that uh, my girlfriend had found they stopped doing family-friendly activities this weekend uh so this coming weekend is all like haunted uh rides sure, and sure. stuff so they kind it's of switching to ho- switching to the halloween mode yeah versus fall yeah, uh, yeah so they don't have both this weekend so we can't do that and then the other one might be a little too the activities might be a little too young for uh for everybody so we'll see but i did seem to get a lot of interesting comments on my post asking for ideas so i think we'll we'll have enough um depending on warmer to shoots and ladders is always good for a bit of fun so yeah We'll see how it goes. I'm excited to get up to Houghton again. Um, I know uh, 
the girlfriend's excited to get to watch some hockey again. I know the my girlfriend's daughter's excited to watch some hockey. She hasn't been since uh, we got to throw the uh, teddy bears on the ice for in uh, Bemidji. <laughs> so we'll see how it goes. I'm, I'm excited to watch some hockey. Um, hopefully the Badgers uh, aren't as good as they have been so far, and hopefully Tuck's a little better than they have been so far, and we get to see some uh, some wins. And uh, I don't know. Where were the Badgers picked in the preseason for the Big Ten? Uh, they were picked for fifth, fifth, okay, which is you know probably fair, given that one and two are going to be Michigan, and Minnesota, or Minnesota, Michigan. Um, everyone thinks Michigan State's going to be a lot better and it's on on the rise, and then you've got you know kind of the rest of it being a Notre Dame, Ohio State, Wisconsin, Penn State, in some kind of order. So, um, could really turn out any. Any number of ways there, but I think a lot of people still think Minnesota and Michigan are going to go for one and two, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, and then what were your perception of Augustana out the gate? Augustana, I got to say that right. I'm going to get yelled right. at if I keep Augustana. saying it the wrong way. Um, I, I, I thought they're they're a team that seems like they've got some good structure to them. I I just don't know if they have the uh, the kind of talent yet that's going to win a ton of games now I, I caught a little bit of their game uh sunday night against uh bowling green and um i mean didn't, didn't really change my opinion of that but they were having more success with it and so that, i think that was um you know i think we know bowling green's in a little bit of a I don't know if shambles is probably too strong, but it, it's there. It's definitely a rough people. moment for them between yeah. the coach, the coach being suspended and then having lost Swinkler along with three other players being yeah. temporarily suspended or whatever the proper terminology is for that. So that's a you struggle. Know, they're they're in a rough shape. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, so Augustana, I thought looked, I mean, all in all, pretty, pretty decent the first weekend. I mean, they, you know, they didn't score any, but, uh, they they didn't seem like a a a team that we like in the past we've seen Wisconsin play you know Lindenwood and and Long Island and um those were meh was a lot <laughs> exciting happening there and I thought these games were better so um you know for for whatever that's worth I, I think there's there's something something uh decent going on there and uh you know give them a few years really i mean it's like right what do you really expect out of any team in its first season it's gonna have a lot of growing pains and and uh you hope that the administration gives the the coach the the runway to to, to figure things out and I, I think they will so if you gotta what re- looks like a really nice new building going up there and um you know in a couple of years and maybe it'll it'll be something that can you know, compete for a, a, a top end of CCHA kind of spot, but I don't. They're not there yet, but um, no. And they're and they're obviously in a different situation than St. Thomas with this like ramp up period these first two years. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll definitely be different for them, but it's really just a kind of a feeling out, get get ready situation versus. Uh, um, Versus more of what St. Thomas did, just kind of jumping their feet first into the fire. Yeah, and you think about how much how much different it is now for teams that are coming in with the transfer portal as opposed to 
plucking guys from, you know, club teams and, um, you know, incoming freshmen being your entire roster. And this is, you know, you've got a, a, a better chance now than you ever have probably of, of starting a, a program to, to be, you know, decent right away. If not and more balance, that's the yeah, other well, thing. Right, like, yes. like that's the huge thing is you don't have to have 15 freshmen. Yeah. You can, you can, you can try and pull in four or five guys in each year. Yeah. That's not have, and not end up with what Eve's had for all those years, two giant classes and two tiny classes, right? Every four years, it'd be pretty good. (laughs) And then there would cycle would start over. Right. Right. Yep. Yeah. It's definitely more sustainable. Mm -hmm. Uh, So what do you think is going to happen this weekend, Todd? I would say I, I feel like tech is going to be pretty, uh, they're going to have a hard week. I would guess practice. Um, <laughs> and I think that'll mean something on Friday. And I, I would say they probably get that win and, and Wisconsin comes back and splits it on Saturday. That'd okay. be my, if I had to pick, that's be, that would be how I would do it. Yeah. I, th- I think I can, I can feel that. Um, hope that's not how it goes, but I, I kind of doubt tech comes out with uh, two wins. So I'll be happy to see them win one game and uh and play better overall all weekend. I mean, that's what I'm really hoping for. So, um, Rob, you got a comment on the game itself or the series? No, I think I think Todd's comment's pretty accurate there. Yeah. Hoping they realize that uh, the lines on Saturday work pretty well. Things gel a little bit better, and they actually get some solid scoring opportunities. Friday felt so so lacking in them that it was it was just bad. But some of the freshmen showed you know nice glimpses of brilliance there and couple players played really, really well on Saturday. So hopefully, you know, getting the opportunity to be in on Friday night helps out and things go better. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, Todd. Anything you want to plug before we let you go? BadgerExtra.com, Madison.com. We've got hockey on both of them. So. All right. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks it. for having me again. Appreciate it, guys. Yep, yeah, thank thanks, you. Todd. Good to see you again. One minute remaining in Anything the podcast. Else? We good? No, I'm good. I am good. Well, that should do it for this episode of the Chasing McNaughton podcast. Please check out our Patreon and join by visiting patreon.com slash techhockeyguide. Uh, We've got a bunch of different levels at different price points. Uh, If you sign up, you'll help us out uh, with being able to uh, get our instat information, which costs uh, like four different appendages right now. Um, And then uh, help us out with all the different equipment. I just got a new podcast. mixer so hopefully uh maybe starting next week but probably the week after i'm gonna try try to start uh seeing if we can use that uh the pod track to uh play snippets from the radio show on monday mornings uh, for those of you that don't get a chance to listen so we can kind of talk about what was said especially if rob and dustin and matt haven't had a chance to uh listen to the show yet or didn't get the chance to listen live, at least they'll be able to hear what was said. And it's just not just me uh, regurgitating whatever the coaches said, um, especially if I can find some time uh, to cut that up. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Chasing MacPod or at Tech Hockey Guide. Uh, you can submit questions through Twitter, Facebook, or on our Patreon page. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Uh, we prefer Spotify since apparently we get the most ad revenue from them. Um, Thanks to all of you that apparently listen in uh, Frankfurt, Germany, for some reason. I don't know why, but that is the 15th. What is it? Hesse? Is it Hesse? Is that how you say it, Rob? Hesse. Hesse. 
Hesse yeah, is he... like the 15th most popular state or territory or province that uh, we get listens in or something like that. <laughs> is it possible it's just a like a VPN hub? Yeah, hub? Quite, quite possibly it is. <laughs> it's yeah. possible to, to, yeah. for it to be that focused. I mean, I know a lot of my listens get counted towards Chicago because my work computer has a VPN that yeah, pops mine, in Chicago. That's where mine goes to. So that explains why Wisconsin doesn't have as many listens or there is no I listen on my phone anyway, so my my work PC is not getting any of it, but okay. Uh but like there's no city in Wisconsin that, that that's that high on the list, which I found kinda odd. Huh. Uh or maybe it's just because all of our listeners are spread out in, you know, Seymour, De Pere, Appleton, Nina, Oshkosh, <laughs> and not just focused in Could be. one town. Uh whereas like St. Paul and Minneapolis are both pretty high up there. Um, somehow one of our highest listened cities is Washington, Virginia. There must be a VPN there or something because that one doesn't make sense to me. Washington, Virginia, Washington, Virginia. Yeah, there must be. There must be like a a water from Washington (laughs) D.C. No, it's like. uh, But I thought that was Arlington. No, it's like south. It's like in northern Virginia, like south of like the Maryland, where the skinniest part of the Maryland Panhandle. All right, I'm on Google Maps. Yeah, I am too. <laughs> that one didn't make sense to me. I double checked the list to make sure that District of Columbia is a separate category. So it's not like just assuming that Washington is like a city in Virginia and ignoring DC or something stupid. Um, so it's not yeah, that. Definitely a town there. I see. Yeah. It. But there must be like a, I'll be, a VPN I'll... or data center base there. I'll be driving very close to it uh, the okay. weekend that we're in upstate New York. So I'm, I'll be out near Harrisonburg is where I'm working. I'm so glad that we got interrupted that I like I derailed this. Um, With Google Maps. Oh, man. Google Maps me, game is one of my favorite let games. Let me pull it up here. So the uh, our top 10 cities for listens are Houghton, Michigan, Minneapolis, Minnesota, Marquette, Michigan, Lons, Michigan, St. Paul, Minnesota, Chicago, Illinois, Seattle, Washington. Washington, Virginia, Houston, Texas, Lansing, Michigan, Columbus, Ohio, Calumet, Michigan, Hancock, Michigan, Detroit, Michigan, Muskegon, Michigan, and Portland, Oregon, rounding out all the different places that have at least 150 plays. Well, Portland's just Brandon. Oh, he's (laughs) not there anymore, is he? He's not there anymore. Oh, there goes that theory. And then there's a bunch of bunch, and then there's Dallas, Texas, and then a bunch more Michigan places: Brighton, Chassel, Howell, Clarkston, Grand Rapids, Royal Oak, Canton, Livonia, Saginaw, Wald Lake, West Bloomfield, and then there's Broadman, Oregon, and then we finally have Wisconsin. De Pere is the most popular place to listen to our podcast in Wisconsin, I mean, followed by sense. Marshfield. That's, uh, I know who that is. <laughs> uh, and then we have Gainesville, Florida. I don't know what that's about. Uh, then, then my home, my hometown, Nina, Wisconsin. Then Ashburn, Virginia, which I've never that's, heard. That's of. a data. That's a huge data center place. Okay. There's a lot of data centers in Ashburn. Okay. That's like there's, what it is known for. There's nothing in Washington, Virginia, though. There's no data center here. No, that <laughs> one's curious. So there, there must be like two tech grads there and they've listened to everything <laughs> but yeah i'm pretty sure that's the i've got to go to harrison harrisonburg so i'm pretty sure i'll be driving through that way 
and the, not even uh, any like businesses there for tech grants to work at. Yeah, there we've had more listens in Hesse, Germany, than any province in Canada. That seems weird. Yeah, I, the only other thing I can think of is maybe some of these places uh, have like a web crawler. Sure, uh, Frankfurt is pretty heavily known for uh, IT infrastructure in Germany as well. So we've had more more listens in Lombardy, Italy, than Alberta, Canada. <laughs> and and if uh if you know anybody in mississippi or new hampshire or you go there please listen to our podcast there so we can say we've been listened to in all 50 states those are the only two we're missing apparently and there's also 44 listens that it says it li- we were listened to in the united states but it doesn't have a state identifier somehow anyway let me get back to this okay. i'm dropping off guys all I right gotta eat dinner all right uh yeah don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on apple google or we prefer spotify uh or wherever you get your podcast can't find the podcast on your site of choice please let us know and we'll make it happen the more you rate review and share the more people we can reach so tell your friends if you give us a five-star rating dustin will read the review uh you leave no matter what it says so let's get some ratings and see what you have to say uh once again thanks to our sponsors fibke dental rhinelander dental in rhinelander wisconsin Arcadia Insurance, which covers most of the Midwest, uh, and Livonia Technical Services out of Michigan. Finally, thanks to the Thank You Notes for all the bumpers in this week's episode. If you like what you hear, check them out at thethankyounotes.bandcamp.com. been listening to the chasing mcnaughton podcast presented by tech hockey guide covering the michigan tech huskies and the ccha